This is the official Caps Church Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I'm here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Caps fans, we've got a, got a great episode for you today. As always, we'll be talking about league news and... The amazing start that the Washington Capitals have put together, um, you know, both individually, player-wise, and as a team. So, I guess we should just crack them right open, Polly, and then, you know, get into it. Absolutely. One, two, three. All right. Caps fans, uh, <clears throat> again, thanks for tuning in. If you have are a first-time listener, Welcome. Welcome. Uh, we hope not to waste your time, but no promises. And, uh, you know, on our Monday episode, generally, we talk about league news and a week in review for the past week. We do record on Sundays and we stream every Sunday night. So, you know, hope you join us. Yeah, I mean, uh, <clears throat> this week we did a little different, which we, well, this is what we do when we have guests. So yeah. we, Recorded Thursday's episode first. Right. We had uh, three out of the four pizzas here pod guys on. Um, so our stream is up on Twitter and Facebook, or you can catch the episode Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, huge thanks to the guys for coming on. Give them a follow if you haven't heard of them. Absolutely. It's uh, at pizzas here pod. So some. Uh, some good, good Caps fans there. Shout out Pizzas here, Pod. <clears throat> Check them out. Uh, pretty entertaining stuff. But uh, let's get into league news here. Uh, I was watching the Kings and Stars game on ESPN Plus. Leah Hextall was doing play by play. Is she Ron's um, daughter? Uh, niece. Okay. Right. Okay. And um, I thought she she did pretty good. I thought Vooch. Uh, who was her color guy, was kind of mailing it in. I don't know. He, yeah, <laughs> he did an okay you, job. You texted me during this, and yeah. um, I was in my French-made outfit cleaning the house. Um, <laughs> but I did turn on and caught the end of the third in overtime, mm-hmm. and I agree. Uh, she did really well. And yeah, Definitely. I wasn't even really watching. It was kind of in the background, and uh, I stayed tuned in. Yeah, uh, it was a more soothing, to... calm voice. It was. She, she would pick it up, but it was almost like ASRM, ASMR. I don't know. Is that what it is? I think it's the ASMR. second one. Yeah, ASMR. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, she she sounded great, and um, you know, I look forward to hearing more of her games. Yeah. So, and you know, I like uh, there. There's a couple of ladies that are on the broadcast team. All of them uh, doing pretty good. I like it. I don't, I really don't, I don't have, I don't understand like the whole, I can't have a woman telling me about hockey. Like, yeah, I don't get it. I mean, first of all, that's dumb. And second of all, you know, women can play the sport too. So they know what they're talking about. Oftentimes better than you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've said this before and I'm going to say right now, a lot of times I've noticed female athletes uh, seem to have better fundamentals than the men. So uh, I feel like that's a trope. I feel like that could almost be a joke, Polly. But you mean it seriously? I mean, yeah, I, I mean it. Like I think um, more focus gets put into it by the yeah. female athletes. Yeah, um, I think that I'm from playing with uh, females and like the like even uh, the biggest difference I saw was when in high school when I play like house teams when it was co-ed. Uh, they always just made like the proper. They thought about things better. Yeah. Like with guys, they would just panic and fucking fire the puck, and yeah. like they would make up for it. But yeah, I, I think like female athletes passers. listen to coaches better. As well. Yeah. So all that to say, you know, if, if a woman is broadcasting, she probably knows the game better than you. Yeah, and I liked her cadence. I liked it all. Um, and they were testing out. You know, I don't know if you've noticed, but they've been testing out like this whole like on the ice uh, thing. So yeah. here's what I, here's what I think that they've done, which is a bit genius. 
is that they've taken the national broadcast teams and they're probably just sitting in New York in a studio yeah. and watching it on TV and they're not actually in the game, like at the game. Yeah, it's got to save so much money. Right. And I think there's a bit of a delay there, so I don't know. But it's even more genius is this like, I forget what they called it, but it was like sounds on the ice, which is just the guy, which is no sound and no announcing. And then just the, the players playing. And we saw a goal scored on a caps game that way. And I was like, I don't know if I, I, I I told you, I was like, I don't know if I hate this or like this. It was funny. I, I think it ran for like probably a minute and it was a little weird. And I get a text from you and you're like, I don't know how to feel about this. I don't think I like it. And then the cap score and you're like, okay, I like it. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Never mind. It's, it's, it's in. Um, That's kind of how it used to be um, a couple years ago. I remember I tried to watch a couple bowl games on ESPN plus and mm. that's all they, um, I guess that was part of the, the benefit of having actual ESPN was you got to hear the announcers. Yeah. But I didn't hate that either. You know, like you had that. You mean on in college football? Yeah, you had right. that camera that swings. Yeah, yeah. And so you had the view like behind the quarterback. Right. And all you could hear was the players in the crowd. Wow. Um, so I kind of like that, and I, I hope they keep it around. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll see. I, I, I'm like it as long as it is the cap score every time it happens, which that obviously it's happened once. It should it should be forever happening. I mean. If it's not Joe B talking anyway, do we even need a guy or Probably a girl? Not. We don't need anybody. Right, and there's no doc anymore, so fuck it. Yeah. Um, moving on, though, the Seattle Kraken played their first game at Climate Pledge Arena in a 4-2 to loss to Vancouver. Grubauer is absolutely murdering me in fantasy hockey, by the way, but I, I'm sticking by my boy. I haven't dropped him yet. Um and and this is interesting because what I was in Seattle what two three weeks ago, maybe a month ago. I think it's actually like seven weeks now. No, it was well, late left, September. Late September. You actually, I think you returned like a month ago. Yeah. So late September, I was in in uh, Seattle, and you know, cool city, all that. And I, I walked by the Climate Pledge Arena, and man, it it looked. I mean, it was pretty much done, but there was just a lot of, like, landscaping that needed to be done. You know, there were, like, piles of dirt around. Mm-hmm. Um, so in a month's time, they must have really busted their ass to get it all done. Uh, but the arena inside shots look great. It must go underground quite a bit. A lot like the Yale Whale. Yeah, I think it's cool stadiums do that. And that's probably in line with the, the climate pledge thing because yeah. it's probably... Easier to cool it. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, once you get below the frost line, like, it's a certain degree, so you never have to fight the hot weather. Oh, really? Paulie, I didn't, didn't know you were a uh, geologist. Well, I do have a geography degree. So that makes you <laughs> that makes you totally qualified to talk about the earth. The earth. Um. <laughs> I did study the earth a little bit. Okay, fair enough. I guess, I guess that... I guess that's the same. So, kids, if you're listening... It's not the same, but there's a crossover. A geologist would know way more than me. But did you you learn that in college, that tidbit that you just... No. Actually, that's... I learned that from my dad because, like, like there's houses that are built, like, you know, the geothermal heating. You know, you you dig into the land, so you get that same effect as going underground and, like, in a hill. You know what I mean? (laughs) <laughs> like a hobbit house I don't know I think I'm, I'm probably mixing up different tidbits of information but I'm pretty sure once you get below the frost line like the, the temperature of the earth is like 50 degrees always always like until you get to like the next layer what about the core of the earth I heard that's pretty hot yeah it's thousands and thousands of degrees <laughs> maybe millions I don't know Okay, all right. Well, remember that, Caps fans. If, if you want to be 50 degrees all the time, get below that frost line. You heard it here. You're mocking me. <laughs> no, I'm not. No. God, why would I ever mock you? You know, <laughs> that reminds me of a joke that my yeah. dad said one time. Okay. And he said, 
you should double major in geography and math because you'll know where you are and you can count on it. Oh, Pat. He thought, he thought that was so funny. That's a, that is a dad joke. Shout out Pat Henry. Jesus. He doesn't even listen to this podcast. Sometimes. Does he? Yeah. Yeah. Because he's always like, you never talk about me on the podcast. I hear about Parker all the time. Yeah, well, you know, speaking of all that, you know, quick birthday shout out oh, God. to my brother PJ. Happy oh. birthday. Yeah. Newly married PJ. It's mm-hmm. his birthday. So, what that's, up? That's a legally binding contract there, bud. Good job. It is. I uh, I executed that contract. Yeah. Well, I think that they probably did at the, like, courthouse. Well, yeah, I just... You were just there for ceremony. Lines. You're you're much like the Queen of England with no power. No, I, I mean like, or riches. Someone has to perform something. You have to. Do, I no. Someone has to sign. And I oh, you that. had to sign a legal document. I signed the actual marriage form, and I have to mail it in. Oh, yeah. The officiant has to fill out like four or five lines, and then sign. Maybe you should just do your brother a solid and just never. Oh my god, that's like such a good racket. That's what you need to do, dude. You need to do people's marriages and like... Extort them? Just, no, just... <laughs> no, why would extort? Just never send it in because most marriages end in divorce anyways. And then it's just like, well, <laughs> your marriage was never... Was never an old... Or I mean, was never real anyways. And then you can be like... You really think... No. Then you could be like, then you could be like, yo, dude, or woman, hey, you should, I mean, come on, I get a kickback for this, right? You don't have to pay 50-50, like no alimony, nothing. You think people are just going to not know that their marriage, they get like a, you get like a copy once it's finalized. Oh, now we're getting deep. Now you're going to have to like forge documents. I don't know. I'm not okay. doing that. I'm, Probably I'm, not. I am, let's, let's make this clear. I'm doing none of the things you just said. <laughs> I will forge zero documents. Um, this is all completely your idea, and I will participate not at all. <laughs> all right, fine, fine. All right, look, man, I was just trying to like come up with like something that m- maybe would have been a lucrative business, but I guess you're not really into making money. Fine. Well, whatever. as someone who just finished The Sopranos, I appreciate the hustle. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm always thinking. Um, <laughs> anyways, we really went on a weird tangent there. Uh, have you been checking out the TNT, uh, footage, the, the coverage? So it seems like TNT's, you know, doubling down on being kind of the flagship network for the NHL. Yeah. And what you're about to talk about, it sounds like they took my dream and made it come true. And well, well, yeah. So what I was, what I'm going to talk about, and it's weird that this is your dream, but. Well, uh, I think when we were talking about Barkley. I was saying that they needed to add this other person. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. So they did, um, they added Shaq and they had the whole basketball, uh, analyst board on, uh, they actually had Wayne Gretzky on their show talk about hockey and they did like, like a little shootout thing, kind of like what they did on their first broadcast. And holy fuck, they gave Shaq a stick and it only came up to his nipples as he's, he's not even on skates. And they, it came up, like, to his chest. Ridiculous. And then they did the shootout thing. Um, Shaq's pretty good. They couldn't get the puck in the air. Which, hey, you know what? A lot of people struggle with that. It takes people a long time to learn that. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. I can distinctly remember conversations of guys who learned hockey in their adult life. And that's one of their biggest complaints. They're like, I'm getting my skating down. I'm learning how to pass, right? And I just can't get my shot off the ice, no matter how hard I try. And right, it just comes with reps. Yeah, it's all about starting the puck behind your back foot and sweeping through. True. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, yeah, the 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 TNT crews, you know, they're it. I mean, hey, you know what? You're gonna leverage these two sports that happen at the same time, and you're on the same network. Like, you might as fucking well. Like, yeah. You might as well have some crossover, especially in the launch. This is something that the NHL hasn't had since we've been alive, probably, since, or at least watching hockey. Can yeah, you I mean, remember a time when there was a crossover of the sports? Not really. I mean, the, the biggest crossover is like uh, NBC having 
Liam McHugh and Catherine Tappan also do Notre Dame football coverage. Right. But, like, those people are just, like, they're they're newscasters. They're right. not the athletes, and they're not doing a true crossover. They were just they're not the talent, if you will. Yeah, and they were just double-dipping. They weren't actually right. doing a crossover. Yeah, they were just, like, to fulfill your contract, you have to do Notre Dame football as well. Yeah. You know, um, which, that's the worst part of the contract, for sure. Well, um, got another win this week. Beat USC. Oh, my God. Big rival. <sighs> Whatever. Anyways, the, the I, I think it's great. I mean, it's good marketing. Um, and hope hope to get some new fans, to be completely honest. Hockey needs more fans. It's a great sport. It's an awesome sport to watch on TV. It's even better live. Um, so It's the best sport live. No doubt. Un, yeah, I think that's undeniable. So... There it is. Uh, good stuff by TNT. You know, and everybody has this big thing about ESPN, but I think that really ESPN's more leveraging their ESPN Plus uh, online streaming platform with with the uh, NHL. So yeah, I think ESPN's just about quantity. Yeah, I mean they're already like the. I mean you know they have to run Sports Center like twenty three out of twenty four hours of the day. Right. So it's like ESPN's dead. It's basically like. If MTV was MTV back when MTV was cool, where they only did music videos. Yeah, but the same music videos. Right. So, I like it, uh, and I'm I'm liking this TV deal even more and more. You know, we were we were pretty sketch. You know, I was in a panic last week trying to find games, but I've narrowed it down, and I know my ways now. And honestly, the Caps have been on ESPN Plus two to three games that we saw. I think this, this last week. week I saw at least two of them are. Yeah, which is awesome. You know, no blackouts, nothing crazy like that. So, I mean, I did get blacked out in the Calgary game, which was weird, but on ESPN. But uh, anyways, moving forward, uh, Ottawa Senators have acquired forward Dylan Gambrell from the San Jose Sharks in exchange for a seventh-round pick in the 2022 draft. That was earlier today on Sunday. You know, big whoop there. The centers need all the help they can get, I guess. San Jose seems to be rolling, weirdly enough. Yeah. Um, Got rid of Martin Jones. Start running it. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so let's move on to injuries. Max Jones will be out four to six months for Anaheim Ducks because of a torn pectoral muscle. That's got to be painful. Um, Crosby's return date is to be determined. He's still dealing with pain. Which initially, he should have been back by now. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the article was saying that the biggest challenge it, it looks like is going to be taking face-offs without pain. Um, right, which is a strong point in Crosby's game. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's, I think, still having some limited uh, team involvement. Yeah. I don't think he's doing full-on practices regularly. So, um, as a human, I hope he gets better. But uh, as a Caps fan, I do not hate. I hope he dies. <laughs> I do not hate <laughs> that he's out of the lineup. Right. But the the Penguins seem to be not giving a fuck, and they're steamrolling teams. Like, you know, I mean, who'd they just play? Toronto? 7-1. I, I mean, that's nothing to be proud of, P- Penguins fans. Like, so don't don't take this as patting your, you know, jerk, breaking your fucking arm, jerking yourself off. But, you know, the the big thing is here is that, you know, they're still continuing to win. So I got to say, as a Wheeling Nailers fan who yeah. doesn't like the rest of the Penguin farm system. Right. It really pisses me off all the success that the Penguins have, that the Baby Pens have. And it almost, even when they're all completely healthy, yeah. it almost never trickles down to the Nailers. Right. Well, they're two, two degrees of separation there, at least. Yeah, but you know when Wilkes-Barre has to bump guys up, Wheeling has to bump guys up, but then they come back down. Doesn't change much, right? Yeah. Jack Hughes on IR with shoulder injury, no surgery required. He's just PT in it. Um, yeah. You know, interesting. We'll see. He's young. It would suck to have a major uh, surgery to your shoulder this this early in your career, but we'll see how he recovers. It, it may just be. He's dinged up and the the muscles strained. So I mean, I can tell you from a, a recent experience in August, mm-hmm. um, I took a, I took a fall on the ice, and <laughs> yeah, you did. I landed on my shoulder, 
and yeah. it took like four weeks before I was back to normal. Yeah. So <clears throat> it could just be something like that, like you know, a freak accident and just hit it the wrong way. Right. Uh, Mark Stone will not need surgery, although it's unclear uh, when the Knights will have him back. So he's got a lower body injury. He's between day to day and week to week. That's all we got there. Super descriptive. Yeah. Drew Doughty did not play uh, against the Blues on Saturday at 8 p.m. And I saw him take, I think it was a knee to knee. Yeah, against the uh, Sharks. Is that what it was? Uh, I don't remember. I don't no, remember. it was. Um, that was like Vancouver or something. Yeah, was it the Kraken? No, it was Dallas. It was the Dallas Oh, that's game. right. The yeah, yeah. Hextall game. Yeah, that I was watching. Yeah, that's yeah, right. So that's why you saw it. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, if we would have scrolled down, we would have saw that it, it was in the second period of the 3-2 overtime loss to the Dallas Stars on Friday. Right. Good job. Good knee job. Knee. Getting that, uh, getting that outline together. And um, uh, the knee-to-knee to, uh, uh, from Yanni... Hackenopa. Yep. Yep. That, that's it. Led to a five in the game. Yeah. Um, I don't know about that call, but it buckled him and he didn't come back. So, or no, he may have come back. No, I don't know. I can't remember. I was literally falling asleep. You know, Caps fans, I'll be honest. If you watch some of these other games, some of them can be pretty boring. And I know that like, obviously I'm biased, but like the Caps are playing an incredible brand of hockey right now. So I like it. Um, we'll get to that a little bit later in the show. Suspensions. Anaheim Ducks forward Ryan Getzloff has been fined $1,000 for dangerous trip against uh, Erickson Eck during Saturday's game on the 23rd. Flyers Nicholas Abe Kubel find half of the max. Um, or no, find $26.87.50, for the, which is the max for this, for kneeing Florida Panthers. Uh, Mason Marchment Saturday. Joe Thornton. That guy, still kicking. Find eighteen seventy five, the maximum allowable for slashing Tampa Bay Lightning. Boris Katchuk on Tuesday. St. Louis forward Pavel Buchnevich. So this was crazy. Suspended two games without pay for headbutting. Uh, <laughs> Lawson Cruz. Did you did you see this? No, I need to look it up. Yeah, because um, he's on my fantasy team, and I was like headbutting. What the fuck? Um, all right, that's a kind of a scumbag play for sure. Yeah, stuff like uh, headbutting, spitting, biting. You don't expect that. Right. You ever headbutt somebody, though? Like um, in a fight or anything? No, I've only headbutted, um, like, pre-football game, like, getting pumped up with your teammates. And it doesn't... <laughs> I mean, football helmets are so... Right. I mean, I can only imagine how it felt in a hockey helmet. Yeah. Um, I headbutted a kid once in the fat of the nose. Ooh. And it was it was game over. It's pretty, uh, pretty hard-headed. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah, so if you ever uh, if you ever get in close quarters and you headbutt somebody, <clears throat> you probably knock somebody down. New segment, the hockey troll headbutt. <laughs> Radic Fax has been fined five grand uh, for slashing Stutzel, so there's that. Um, you know, I mean, these are a lot of, a lot of fines. You know, I have seen that the NHL is really cracking down on the cross-checking. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, be on the lookout for that. But at the same time, I mean, <clears throat> this is all in an effort to make the game cleaner because I think that anybody who's played any sort of competitive hockey, they know, I mean, you know, you put the gear on, you know, where the, where the vulnerable spots are to cross-check somebody. Yeah. And, you know, like for me, it was always a lower back, the side, like under your armpit, down to your hip. That's a tough one to take a cross check from. Yep. Uh, it'll knock the wind out of you. Especially if you cross check and slide. Yeah. You get that skin burn. Too. Yeah. Get the, get the rake going. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, you know, obviously cross checking in the corners, like you're always fucking, I mean, that was, it's like a constant, right? I mean, from the time you start hitting. And before, all the way up through the pros, yeah, I mean, how ridiculous the physical contact with the stick gets in the corner. Yeah, and, you know, I've said before, I'm I'm glad, honestly, that that's coming out. I think hockey can be violent and physical enough while playing clean 
that you don't need all that. And I know, like, I cross checks my go to though. I know. <laughs> so sounds like you're gonna have to work on your skills. <clears throat> oh, sounds like you're gonna have to work on your skill. Nice one, Polly. Yeah. I fucking whatever, dude. I mean, if you're gonna push somebody, why would you take your hand off your stick? Use the stick. That way you can push with your free hand. But you're not allowed to push with your free hand. It's interference or holding. Not a, I get away with so much free hand pushing. You do. But Yeah, and then you can still poke with your the top of your, your top hand. <clears throat> okay. Alright. I just I'd rather inflict pain. What we we've Yes, we know. <laughs> just a real quick tidbit. I saw yeah. on saw on Twitter. Uh, <coughs> Michael mm-hmm. Tyler the guy who played Gunther on Friends died at age 59. I don't know who that is. Oh, the creepy guy from the coffee shop. Mm-mm. Whatever. You're uncultured. Yeah, I must be uncultured swine on this one. Sorry, oh. I don't watch shitty Friends. <clears throat> you know, Friends, the fucked up part about Friends is that like when you turn it on, you watch it, and you like find yourself enjoying it, but when I watch it and find myself enjoying it, I just know this is like, it's like smoking a cigarette. Like, I know this is taking fucking light, like minutes off my life just oh, watching this. Well, speaking of friends, are you excited about the, uh, which I know uh, this is just a transition. Okay. I know they're not actually related. What? Are you excited for the new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm? No. <laughs> I've, I don't know. I mean, maybe. I like Curb Your Enthusiasm, but like when we were, we were working together one day because I, my internet was out. <clears throat> and um, it's a good background show, so I threw it. It's on. not bad. It's not bad, but like Larry just gets on my fucking nerves. I know like, you were like, dude, can we turn this off? I I can't take this anymore. <laughs> yeah, he's just such a piece of shit about things. I'm like, God damn it! How has somebody not beat the fuck out of you by this point in your life? Well, he he gets beat up on the show. Oh, good. I That's think. what he he deserves yeah. every minute of it. I think he's he's gotten punched a few times. Good. Yeah, I mean he should. Yeah. <laughs> You should. Um, no, dude. I've been on, like, Squid Games, bro. Yeah, maybe that'll... Now that I'm done with Sopranos, maybe I'll check that out. Oh, you'll run through that shit real quick. Um, I watched it with subtitles, so... Yeah, it's not in English, is it? They do. They have a dub version. I, I mean... It's terrible. Honestly, I've gotten so... I watch everything with subtitles. Well, yeah. I don't watch sports with subtitles, but... Right. Um, I know, it's like going into your grandma's house when you're at your fucking house. I don't know. I like getting all the details. Oh, oh, okay. So you don't miss it, you know. Especially if it, if there's accents involved, like Game of Thrones, you really need it's it's good to have the Yeah, I guess. On. Sure. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean hey, that's that's all you I mean, I'm not gonna critique your viewing. Even though like you just I just did. like I just Yeah, did. you just did. <laughs> but uh no, Squid Games, awesome show. Uh watched dune dude you gotta watch dune it's i cannot wait so it's two it's a two-part movie is the same director huh does it have an intermission or is no, it no, two no no separate? no so it's it this is part one. Oh. it did come out that just came out and like i didn't read the books every time i tried to watch david lynch's dune i like Fell asleep like halfway through when things were starting to get good, and then I'd always wake up at the at the, at the very ending scene where it's the main character, whose name is Paul, by the way, Ooh. whose name is Paul, by the way, and he um, he's just a fucking like waking up in the in the desert, and there's a woman near him, and she picks him up, and they like walk off. That's fucking literally. So it's like all this madness, and then it's like I get bored. I fall asleep, and then I wake up, and Paul's getting picked up off the ground, off the desert floor. Okay, so if that's how part two ends, you just spoiled it. No, that's not how part two ends. I don't know how part two. Maybe it does. I don't know. What do you mean spoiled it? This is a fucking book that's been out forever. People who like are gonna watch this know the story already. It's been done like twice already. In I don't movies. know the story. Neither do I. Well, now I know. Paul gets carried off in the end. He gets he gets picked up off the fucking desert floor and like yeah he gets what they walk off. What can you extrapolate extrapolate from the fucking plot from that tidbit well, of information? What I'm hung up on right now is that you just said the desert floor. 
What, what, what is it? It's the ground. The floor is like inside of a house. All right, you know what, Paul? You're pissing me off. And, and here's how the here's how the part one ends. Uh, the main character, Paul, gets in a knife fight with one of the people, the native people on the desert that he's trying to like be friends with, and he actually kills one of them and then gains all their respect. Well, you know, in your attempt... <laughs> There's your spoiler. In your attempt to hurt me, you may have just hurt all five of our listeners. <laughs> Listen... You know what? I and we've been over this a hundred fucking times, Polly. You know, spoiler alerts do not affect the amount of time, like the frequency or the amount of times somebody will see something, right? So, like a spoiler, in fa- people don't like surprises. In fact, spoilers have no effect on whether the person is going to go watch a movie or not. If you're going to watch Dune, you're going to watch it. So I'm not. I'm not fucking anything up. I'm just telling you how part you may one ruin ends. Someone's experience. No, I won't. In fact. I'm probably helping them because you, listener, who is a human and deathly afraid of surprises, you get none of that. I've alleviated your stress and anxiety. Thank me making, later. You're making a lot of generalizations with zero data. I have a ton of that. Google it. Google it right now and read the article. I sw- I've researched this because you would always – purely because people like you – would come at me and say, well, too many spoilers. And it's like, well, actually, like, spoilers really don't affect whether you're going to watch it or not. You were going to watch it either way. And, you know, I'm going to force you to watch Dune. I enjoy surprises. <coughs> I love M. Night Shyamalan movies. I love twists. I love being surprised at Yeah, things. but if you, if you, if you couldn't see, like, most recent M. Night Shyamalan twists coming, I mean, Sixth Sense, come on, is where he peaked. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Still, though, I, 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 I agree. I will still watch the show. Of course, you will. But I prefer to not know what's going to happen. Well, guess what? Now you do. So your preference has been shot out of the fucking cannon because you're being a dick. You just live to destroy me. <laughs> you. I mean, I don't live for it, but it definitely improves my life. You are the bane of my existence, <laughs> dude. Anyways, you got to watch Dune because, like. It is what they were trying to do in, like, the 70s and 80s, but now they have the technology to, like, make it look crazy. Yeah. And, like, the like the sets are all just, like, wild. Like, it's all, like... And then the, the universe that they're in is very, like... It's almost, like, kind of, like, Warhammer-ish. Like, there's a lot of, like, religious-type, magical, fantastical, like, undertones to, like, everything that they do. <clears throat> but there's also like a heavy political agenda on, on like why things happen. And obviously, you know, <clears throat> people, and it's crazy because like, you know, at this point, humans, I guess, I mean, it's, it's set in the year 10,000 and like 120. It's like 8,000 years in the future. And like, these are all people that look like humans, but I don't really know if they're actual humans because each planet has like a different type of all there. They are like humanoid. And they're all like, they look like kind of like people, just weird people. But <clears throat> very interesting universe. Very cool. You know, you should, you should check it out. I'll watch it. I, I give, I give it a nine out of ten. Pretty good. I'm happy with, with how the universe has been portrayed to me as a fan who has never done any like reading. <laughs> <laughs> and can only make it halfway through David Lynch's. So, there you go. I could be completely wrong. Um, you know, I am going to believe you, and I'm going to bet on it. Yeah. That it's and, a good movie. And you know what else? Cavs fans, you should bet on DraftKings Sportsbook. NFL fans, hunger for a big week this or big win this week. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has covered new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long, along with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Contests. DraftKings 
is giving new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. Seize DraftKings.com slash sportsbook. For details, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Nice assist there, Paulie. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, as my reward, I will once again brag about the Raiders. Uh, Big win today over the Eagles. They are 5-2. They are now leading the AFC West. No, yeah. None of our listeners care unless my dad listens because he's a Raider fan. And Parker kind of is. Uh, But, uh, yeah, man. We went on like a ridiculous tangent there, Capsman, so we apologize. We probably spent like 20 minutes talking about shows and stuff, but we hope you kind of like it. Uh, you know, uh, we're also, you know, we're, we're multifaceted here at yeah. Capster. We don't just know hockey. We also know a little bit. Okay. Well, we don't know anything about hockey, but we also don't also know about things hmm. in pot in, in what you should be watching. But I wouldn't say we're deep, but if we were. A lake or a pond. Yeah. There's at least an inch of water. At least. At so least. we're more like just a really big puddle. Yeah. Anyways, I'm excited to talk about the caps. Should we get the Washington wraparound going? Yeah. All right, Caps fans. So look, the Washington Capitals are on fucking fire. Um, you know, looking at this past week, Two solid wins and an OT winner or OT loser, and that is a a matinee game. And so it was a comeback. It was a comeback and a matinee game. So just let's just get it out there right now. Caps look good, dude. Like surprisingly good. We're not going to go through like the play by play of all this stuff, but you know, on the nineteenth we played Colorado at home. So or yeah, yeah, at home. And we, you know, we've had this kind of really great homestand that we've been doing. We've been just going around the East Coast. We went to New Jersey after this. But, like, for the most part, it's been a pretty nice, like, home stand going. The, the schedule has been tough. I mean, these are competitive teams or should be. We get in them early, though. And we can ding them for these points right now. Yeah. And the Caps have proven to be the dominant team in most cases. Colorado was not uh, an exception here. It went back and forth for the first two periods, and then we, we just opened a can of whoop-ass in the second period. Uh, we had scoring from the second line, from the first line, and from our vaunted third line. I mean, fourth line. Sorry. Um, McMichael was in for this, and LaPierre was out. He didn't do bad. I wouldn't say he did terrible. Yeah, I mean, I think he was uh, he was making smart plays. Yeah. I think He, even he didn't created, score a goal. Yeah, but I think he <laughs> was... I mean, I don't know if uh, – I'm not sure what exactly constitutes a scoring chance statistically, mm. but I think he was involved in some some shot attempts through passing and himself. <clears throat> yeah, and that's what you want from third-line guy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know I, I we talk about this on Thursday with the Pizzas Here podcast, boys, but, like, you know, I mean – a 6-3 win versus Colorado, and one was an empty netter with Ovi's empty netter. Hey. Hey, you know, you know what? And that was that was from the face-off dot. Yeah. I mean, he went almost full ice on that. I mean, that's like 160 feet. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good. And, I mean, it was a nice little, like, tap over from Kuzi. I mean, the whole team was involved in that face-off and getting it out and getting that, six, that, that sixth goal. Um, <clears throat> they, I mean... Can we can we say any more positive things about Kuznetsov's start to this season? I don't think we can. Yeah, I don't know. We've we've said a lot, and he's deserved I, it all. Yeah, I don't think we can, but we're going to try. I mean, the Kuznetsov is he's showing like I I think even like higher platitudes. Is that even a thing? Um, I think so. Than what he did in 2018. I mean, he's back. He's Driving play. I mean, there are times where he's the one just, like, orchestrating everything. And you can see, like, even guys that are out there, like Tom Wilson and Ovi, just kind of, like, getting out of his way. 
and the defense just like everybody's just trying to get open for him. Uh, and even they're kind of like, holy fuck, I mean, what is this guy doing? Like, you can see a little bit of confusion, uh, but it looks like everybody's kind of rolling with him. Yeah, I mean, I think Ovi, obviously, you know, greatest goal scorer of all time. Yeah. But Kuzi is the guy that can carry this team. Yeah, no doubt. Um, also, platitude, you didn't use it right, but it is oh, okay. a word. Oh, okay. It's like a, like a statement. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I guess he's making a statement. Yeah, he's. Whatever. We're going to bend yeah. the definition to us. Okay, thank you, Polly. Thank you for that. <laughs> you know, a little gratitude. I, I'm being serious. I'm Some saying thank you seriously. Gratitude for the platitude. Gratitude for that platitude. Okay, <laughs> anyways. Um, <clears throat> you know, look, I. I Kuznetsov is, is on fire. Ovi's doing well. Um,. You know, we're going to have defensive collapses, right? I mean, that's hockey. You're going to have gaffes and, and people are going to bumble things. Just minimizing them and mitigating them is, like, so key. Uh, so, you know, something that I was talking earlier in our interview about was, like, what's great is if you look at the Washington Capitals, uh, the TV coverage, if there's any ever any, like, TV shot of the caps in their own zone, everybody's like well compacted within the screen. Mm-hmm. You know, like everybody is visible on the screen. They're all like pretty close to each other in transition. This is a great thing because everybody's kind of, we talked about flying by <clears throat> everybody kind of seems to come back to the home plate area in front, like, you know, the high danger area to clear somebody out. And then they go out, to figure figure things out, just like you know, if the, if the puck's at the point or wherever the puck is, but that seems like the the mode that Laviolette wants to play, and it's really just like create traffic in front of their own net in the sense of, you know, let the goalie get a good look, but also make sure nobody can penetrate. And I think a lot of our shot, a lot of the shots that we've, or a lot of the goals we've given up, have been in the rare occasion that somebody does penetrate, but at the same time. <clears throat> most of the, most of our opponent's chances come from the perimeter, which with our goaltending, I'm happy to say that Vanacek's doing well. Samsonov looks okay. I'm okay with having them take the outside outside shots. You know, it's the NHL. If you get a good tip, I mean, what are you going to do with that anyways? Nobody inside could have helped that. Yeah. I mean, a good tip's a good tip. So, you know, I love it. I love how the Caps look structurally right now. And then the breakout is just next level. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to talk about. I think, uh, or what I was going to transition with there. I think uh, definitely this defensive system helps because, like you said, everybody's together. So yeah. it's not just like we get the puck and now it's like got to find people. Like right, you, you and know we got to stretch people, it or something weird. Yeah, you know where people are going to be. Uh, it's more like a, a a set play of an offense instead of just you know schoolyard puck. Right. Um, I think, you know, Laviolette's had that semi-season to get things together. Like you had said, uh, a training camp would really help us, us, help the Caps, you know, get his system going. Right. So, it's it's definitely looking good. Yeah, I mean, he knows how to run a camp, obviously. Because they set the ground, they had to set the groundwork. You know, they they had to, build the plane while they're flying it last season in the right. shortened season. And I think that having camp this year, everybody like completely bought in and understood what to do. So they had kind of background, but then this is where they, they ironed out all the kinks. So I love it. And you're right. It's like, you know, the breakout is very much support the puck until it's out of the zone and they have enough speed and enough, you know, talent. They can, they can move the puck wherever they need to. Once, once they're in the neutral zone, um, the bump set, like, I love that, like, it's, it's traditional. I mean, it's like, it's just fast. It's, it's a the common breakout. And that is up the boards from the defenseman in, in the corner that they have the puck in. And then it's a bump set into the middle. You know, how many times have you seen people just kind of five foot, 10 foot pass into the middle to a guy breaking? So, you know, tr- usually you'd want to be kind of ahead. Of the guy who's got the puck on the uh, when when the puck comes up the boards, the guy in the wing receives it, and then he you know he's looking at you know 
a person in front of him to feed. With this, it's almost like they started just a tad bit late, like one second later, so that by the time that the person receives the puck on the wing, they're like a little bit behind or level. So they can see like, okay, I have a little bit of time. I can either just like deflect this puck into the middle and somebody will be there in full stride, or I can control it and send a nice softer like tape to tape pass that's only a 10 foot pass and that person's got speed and then they can run into their, you know, their triangle going into the middle. I love it. Uh, New Jersey, McMichael in again. It's a four one win. And this was just, you know, we just waffle stomp New Jersey off the bat. They got a power play goal late, uh, in the, in the, uh, in the game, like the third period. But other than that, I mean, you know, Mantha contributing goal in, goal in the Avs game, goal in the, uh, New Jersey game. He opens up scoring here off an odd man rush that was a uh, broken play. I mean, New Jersey's not very good. Uh, they were unbeaten at this point. I know. And they looked good. They, you know, uh, up to this point, but I think that, you know, they're just, they're too young. And they just haven't got it all. They haven't had, they don't have all the pieces yet. Still, you can't sleep on them. And I don't think the Caps did for even a second. No. Um, the one thing I do want to see is, say is Daniel Sprong's first goal. Oh, what a oh shot. my God. Did he torch Dougie Hamilton? I mean, aka dollar store brand John Carlson, Dougie Hamilton. Just, uh, perfect little one handed chip. Passed off the boards, passed Dougie Hamilton, and just getting them fucking legs going, man. Sprung just chop, 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 and he was right in the zone. And then what the finish, man. Mm. Just quick hands and then just a soft touch through the legs, baby. Yeah. Uh, that was big. And I think I think that was the third goal of the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that really put the stamp on it. Yeah. It was the last nail in the coffin, I'd say. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, and it's tough to be a defenseman in that position. You're caught, that is literally like the worst position you could be caught in is a defenseman. Because if that guy gets around you and he has wheels, you're fucking burnt. Like you have to, first of all, realize that the play is behind you. And then you have to transition from a dead stop, mm-hmm. you know, facing the opposite direction. Yeah. You and so, I do this all the time. Yeah. Yeah. We, we get torched on this fucking play, this exact play, but much uglier and with less talent. Uh, yeah, all the time. It takes a lot less to do this to us. <laughs> right, right. Um, and you know, Spronger just plays it perfect. And you know, it th- those are the type of moments that you're like, man. So we do have youth. We do have speed. Like you can't sleep on the Cavs being a slow team. Uh, not to mention all of the work that Laviolette's done and what we've just covered about the breakout, which makes us appear a lot faster than what we are. The Caps, I think. I think Caps fans, we you know, we get spoiled. Watching a certain brand of hockey, you know, when we're talking about Verona and, and guys like that, Sheary, Spitty little guy, uh, Sprong, you know, those guys that, that can, that can run and gun quite a bit, pretty well. Um, but you will never skate fast in the puck. Nope. Never. That will never happen. Not even McJesus can do that. Uh, and I think that Laviolette Understands that, no, trusts his guys to have the hands and the wherewithal and the hockey IQ because they're a lot of veteran squad, like, cause they're a veteran squad. You know, um, I, I'm thinking we're, we're damn near world beaters up to this point until we get into our matinee, uh, with Calgary. So we don't even have anything really to say about this other than it was a great comeback. I mean, this, this Calgary game, Started off three goals in the first period. Now, this is the first time I've seen the Caps play like shit in the five-game sample size that we have. And, man, did they play like shit. Yeah, I mean, goals two and three. Um, John Carlson, the the second goal... He Short-handed. Got, well, no, that, that was goal three. Oh, yeah. Uh, the second goal, John Carlson got beat to a puck and then um, let a guy get open on a spin move yeah. that led to control of the puck and they scored about 10 seconds later. Right. And then on led up the shorthanded goal where he just got out hustled by Lindholm. And then dummied yeah. physically. Yeah. But, you know, after that hot three, three goal first period, you know, the, uh, the dominator 
unassisted shorthanded goal by Kuzi. Man, what a goal, too. That, I mean, you got Causing the turnover and everything. You get that little bit of puck luck. Yeah. Because it bounced right into him. Yeah. But you don't get the puck luck unless you're working hard. Right. And that's what he did. He made a nice play. You know, how often are you are you the, the penalty killer and you're putting pressure on that guy at the blue line and it's really just like you're just there to make sure he doesn't have open space. Yeah, to and, force the movement. Right. And he actually made a play instead of just being there for show. Yeah, and it was textbook. I mean, stick down, two hands on your stick, stick down. I mean, that's like something that if you're into youth hockey, like you should show your kid that. Like, this is how you kill a penalty. And if it didn't work out his way and it went the other way, you, you get on your horse and you go back as fast as you can and get right into the slot and then figure it out from there. Yeah, because even if he doesn't if he doesn't steal the puck, he still did his job. He forced the play. Right. And then he goes above and beyond. Right. And, and, I mean, yeah, it was a little bit of luck, but, I mean, perfectly executed play there. Yeah. And I love – so most teams would probably do a diamond there, right? Like, so they wouldn't challenge that puck until it came to the the offensive side of the center face-off circle, right? I mean, that's what you would generally do. You'd, you'd line up a, a person on – my coach always said you do one man in the middle back – on the, on the, like, in between your blue line and your blue line and the face-off circle, like the outer ring of the face-off circle. And then on the red line, where the face-off circle passes through the red line, a guy there and a guy on, a guy on each side. And then the fourth man floats in between the offensive blue line and the offensive side of the face-off circle. Right? So he should have, technically, if you, if you're going to try to trap that, he could have easily just been chilling about 10, 15 feet behind where he actually was. Yeah, I mean, normally they're kind of at a standstill. Yeah, and then, and then, then have to as soon as they break out of the zone, then they're then they're then you pounce on somebody or retreat. Right, and more more typically, you just retreat. But no, I love the love the the eye for the the nose for the puck there. Yeah, absolutely, and a great finish, and that just that starts it. Uh, it's 3-1 at that point. Caps come charging back. OV scores. After Favari. Yeah. Hit. Oh, yeah. Martin Ferriari gets it on. Is it a power play goal? No. No, it was even strength. Assisted by uh, Wilson's sixth. Ovechkin's fifth. Assist. Perfect. Uh, I mean, this kid, Martin Ferriari, he's got it all, it seems like. It was a nice shot. I mean, skating ability, physicality. The size and the ability to finish. I mean, it went like seven hole on this goalie in between the blocker and the arm or the yeah. body, blocker and the body. And, and I mean, what a ripper! Just a perfectly placed shot with it with a ton of heat on it. An amazing shot. Got it off quick too. Yeah, and you just love to see that from a young defenseman. Like this yeah. is the type of stuff that Caps fans we haven't seen since John Carlson was there and Carl Alsner. Yeah. Like I, I when they were seen kids. It. Yeah, when they were kids, right? When they were, you know, like 20, when they were coming in. And Ferriari looks like a very much like a John, like a young John Carlson. I love it. Uh, he's 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 out there with swag, too. I mean, he's got a ton of confidence with the puck and away from the puck. I mean, I saw him chase down on a back check a uh, couple guys this week. And, I mean, it, it's just been this dude is ready. He's a, a pleasant surprise to the blue line, that's for sure. Well... Maybe not surprised to some of us, but definitely a pleasant addition, a young addition for sure. Yeah. Uh, then we see Ovi do the Ovi thing, and I mean, God, what a fucking snipe! This dude, uh, you gave him, they gave him all time and day, crossing the crosses the blue line, and then about the top of the circles, he starts loading up, lets it go from outside. I mean, this is he's far outside the faceoff dot on this. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a couple steps outside the faceoff dot, behind the faceoff dot. I mean, it's a tough place yeah. to score, let alone something so beautiful. Right. And just snipes it. Low and away. I love it. Yeah. Um and then we go to OT go to OT and, and Lindholm gets a gets a fucking hattie with a pretty good tip. I mean That was pretty bad do? defensive coverage by Ovi. He 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 didn't uh you know he, he kind of let up, I think. He, yeah. he could have given an extra step. 
I think Sammy could have had that, but, you know, it was a nice play. It was. I mean, <clears throat> I think Samsonov, I mean, Samsonov had his body in front of it. It just took a weird bounce off his body yeah. and goes between his legs and trickles in. Um, but it's a three-on-two rush, mm-hmm. you know. So this game, early in the first, is the first time I saw the Caps start giving up actual, like, odd man jailbreak rushes. Mm-hmm. You know, I we haven't seen that much. Maybe one or two a game, which is going to happen. But if you can negate it down to one or two a game, it's perfect. I mean, that, I think that's a that's a well executed defensive game there. Um, so, I think that in the first half of the first period, we gave up more odd man rushes than we did in this Calgary game than we have all season. Let's hope that this, you know, we start getting less matinees. Yeah, right. <laughs> Basically, um, <clears throat> but look, Cavs fans. Um, We've got a uh, and Paul, get the next next week's games up so that we can do our predictions. But Captains, we've got. I mean, this is better than I expected. I think better than everybody expected. You know, we're seeing a lot of great things. So Kuznetsov coming out on fire, lighting it up. We've got Martin Faviari doing uh, really well. You know, probably the more understated but definitely noteworthy addition to the team. Who he's he's been toiling away for years in Hershey. Our goaltending tandem, you know, in after the first period of the Calgary game, Samsonov comes out and pitches an almost shutout until OT winner. Um, so great two headed monster there, Ovechkin killing it. The only thing that's like really kind of like, and it's not even that bad of a thing, is that you know John Carlson had a couple. Shitty plays, and you know he's going to look like the bad guy there. But he also had no support back. You know, I mean, it's a team. You know, winning loses a team, but uh, you know, I don't, I can't, I, I don't hate it. Came away with five points on that on this week, and we're undefeated in regulation still. Yeah, you know. So you predicted three and zero, uh, and I, I said a two and one. You know, the one time I don't pick an OT game, right? Yeah, an OT loss. I think um, you're still more more. I mean, it was technically a loss, so I guess I'll give this one to you. Yeah, and but, uh, you were more correct on the goals. You said one OV goal. I yeah. said four. He had two. Yeah, I'll take that up. I take that dub. Yeah. So the the week this week's games. <coughs> yeah. Uh, uh, when this airs Monday, mm-hmm. they're at Ottawa, seven p.m. and okay. then a two game uh, words. Homestand. Mm-hmm. They got Detroit on Wednesday and Zona on Friday. In addition to it being Arizona, Arizona's in Tampa Friday night. So hopefully the Caps can uh, take advantage of some fatigue. So how many uh, how many home games? Two. And then, so we're going to Ottawa. Yeah. Okay. So Monday tonight. In Ottawa, and then Detroit, Zona, in DC. Yeah, three and zero, baby. Three and zero. Me too. Yeah. Oh. Oh. All right. All right how, how many OVU goals? Three. I was going to say that too. Okay. Sure, you were. Paul. Okay. You know what? Four. <laughs> All right, good. I'm glad that you're not copying my genius. Yeah, you know, I do. I am a, sometimes a little bit a free thinker. <laughs> Obviously not. Even though much. I literally just like pushed you in one direction. You know, here. if I got to answer first. Okay, I, fine. Well, it doesn't From matter. Now, it's well, already no, out. No, the next week. Next week, you're answering first. Okay, good. <laughs> good. All right. Capsons, let's keep it rolling. You know, I mean, we've been fortunate. So bear in mind that we will have to pay these home games up in away games. And we're going to have to take a West Coast trip probably twice. And then, <clears throat> you know, we'll be back from there. But all indicators point to a Stanley Cup. <laughs> well, you know, at this point, it doesn't look bad. 
Right. Capstone, I mean, look, we're, we're looking really, really good. I love the way the team has developed. I love Laviolette. I think we should have probably got him instead of fucking Reardon when he was available the first year. You know, I don't remember if I said this in the interview. I, I was thinking it. Laviolette is definitely the best option to recreating the the tor- Trot's success. Yeah, and so, like, you know, you look at Trot's and he needs time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like a few years to get his team's to what he wants. Laviolette's the type of guy that can just inject that energy right in and, and get those immediate results. He's shown it throughout his career. So <clears throat> I've got to think if he can get the Caps to a final, they're going to win. Yeah, and like, yeah, you made a good point. They have uh, definitely different return time mm-hmm. on success, but I think it's similar cultures that they bring. Except Laviolette is uh, a little more willing to play the young guys. Yeah, and I think I think Lavi's a little bit more of a hard ass, but yeah, you know, um, I'm liking it. I'm liking it. I'm 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 love. And what's even better about the Lavulet situation? Ba-ba. I'm loving it. <laughs> oh my god! Did you That's, just sing the fucking McDonald's jingle yeah, to me? It's the McDonald's jingle. Don't get me on copyright. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyways, I give credit. No plagiarism. What I what I'm loving here is that. Uh, God, you just completely fucked me and on with that. Uh, that Lavi, oh, Lavi and Kuzi, you know, there's speculation they didn't like each other last year. Yeah. You know, that's always, like, the thing when there's, like, a an issue, right? The coach and the player don't get along. Right. It looks like they've fucking swept that up right under the rug, and that's water under the bridge, and now Lavi's like, you know what, I want your creativity out there on the offensive side of the puck when we're killing penalties, like... Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, I mean, he's got to like him because he's giving him more uh, freedom, more more opportunities. Right. And objectively, as a coach, how do you not like a player like Kuznetsov? Yeah. You know, and you know, thinking of Kuznetsov because he's getting more PK time, how about Ovi? You know, um, was that... That was this week when he had the shorthanded goal, or was it yeah, last week? Yeah, off of an incredible Kuznetsov play, it was the end of the end of the end of the PK, and you wanted to hit him hit him in the mouth with the with the top line again. Oh no, that was the that was the opening game. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. just the fact that yeah, great pass by Kuzi. Yeah, and then it's only the fifth of his career, and I know I said that last week, but um, I don't know, just pretty cool for a guy who gets no PK time though. Yeah, you know, five shorthanded. Ovi got that empty netter, and I'm pretty sure he sits at forty, and I think Gretzky has fifty. So I really hope Ovi can break the record with less, less empty, empty netters, netters. Yeah. because that's something people will detract. Dude, his last empty netter was still a fucking bomb. That's the thing. <laughs> He's had a lot of empty netters that weren't just tap-ins. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I can tell you. You know, you look at the net and how small the puck is, you think it's an easy thing. Right. When there's someone breathing down on you, or when it should go in, no matter what, that's pressure in itself. Right, just distance. Dude, um, I was doing like a bag skate as an adult, and they're like, all right, dude, if you can, from the goal line, if you can shoot it in from the from the opposite end of the ice, uh, like you don't have to get the pucks. Like I was just in this situation. You're like, hey, Mark, you know, like, fucking, if you can shoot it in, like, you get it. Like, you don't have to get pucks. Uh, you don't have to do laps. And so I, I shot it and missed terribly. Yeah, we used to do that all the time in high school. Yeah. Uh, coach would just be like, you know, whether we were just screwing around or he had us do it. And it's not as easy people would think. It's not. It really isn't. So, hey, there it is. Capstones. We hope you enjoyed this Monday episode. Um, caps are rolling. Let's enjoy it. Let's keep the momentum going. Let's play. Let's play this continued game. Let's not play down to the three teams that we play next, and let's not take them for take them for granted. And uh, let's continue the domination. It should be a three and zero week, and we should be seeing Ov breaking some more breaking some more records. Hopefully, yeah, he's six away from tying fourth of all time. Would love to see him be in fourth. By the end of the week. Yeah. One can wish. Seven goal week. Fingers crossed. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, Caps fans. Until next week, Hockey Troll, Bolly Cupcakes, signing off. Bye. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Troll podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, at Hockey Podnet on social, and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.